Good day, everyone. Uh, today, uh, going to be interviewing Steve Surridge, founder of Forberry, and we're going to be talking about real estate technology. Uh, so, Steve, uh, I know we've spoken before, but do you want to talk a little bit about sort of the the inspiration for Forberry, what Forberry does, that sort of thing? Yeah, we, we started at Forberry uh, 10 years ago um, by identifying a need in, primarily in the Australian market for the need to do quick uh, analysis um, and robust analysis of commercial real estate assets, primarily at the institutional level um, and mainly in the appraiser area. And before that, I mean, traditionally deals in the Aussie market were being done, what, just with Excel, basically? Yeah, I think most of the owners, et cetera, are using Excel. Um, the uh, appraisal market was using in-house models, some of which I had been had built over the ten years preceding that. Um, but yes, it was it was Excel, and mainly mainly because just the way the Australian market had sort of evolved, in particularly around the valuation methodologies that were being used. Uh, where there's primary reliance was on the cap approach with a supporting DCF rather than the DCF being the primary methodology. Um, and that was in the appraisal space. Got it. And then it grew from there. And then obviously it's not just appraisals at this point. It's people in acquisitions. Yeah. It's really anyone who wants to put a value on an asset. Yeah. So so our, our kind of point of difference was that we were providing an integrated um, cap approach and DCF valuation. Um, where the two were run from the same set of inputs and generated uh, the, the set of answers um, that allowed you to compare the different methodologies and therefore determine a value of an asset. Now, I, I'm a little bit familiar with the product, but obviously, you know, not everyone listening is. Um, you want to explain to people how it sort of works with Excel? Yeah, so uh, over the years, over the 10 years, we've we've often thought about building our uh, interface of our product um, into into a web-based um, product, but most of the customers have continually requested and like the Excel interface that we use. So we've gone from a pure Excel workbook uh, and migrated the logic out of the workbook and into a cloud-based server. So we serve up an Excel front-end for our product and that allows uh, us to then connect to our database via a Microsoft add-in and that does all the heavy lifting of calculations which returns the answers to the workbook. Workbook uh, renders information. You can use an Excel workbook as you normally would use it, insert sheets, do side calculations, etc. but allows that robustness of, of the calculation logic not to get tampered with. Um, and so we also build the financing and underwriting component off the back of it as well. So you've got an all-in-one system. So for the user, for, I mean, you know, in small words, I mean, from the user's point of view, they're working in Excel just like they would normally, but now the calculations, the heavy lifting is being done basically not in the workbook. It's being down out there in the cloud, and then the answers get spit back essentially so that, that they can correct. link it up to everything else, which is really cool. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, frankly, one of the reasons I wanted to speak with you was, uh, or is, I should say, that a lot of the other software solutions for real estate valuation are some sort of self-contained canned product, which is not really playing nice with Excel. And I mean, yeah. as someone who works in the industry, everything comes back to Excel at the end of the day. So yeah. to actually be start in Excel and end in Excel, uh, yeah. it just seems like a more natural solution to things. So yeah. obviously- so it, 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 Yeah, well, I guess just to sort of 
carry on from that. The yeah. people love rendering data in Excel. Um, it's a great way to look at information, and so lots of the I don't call them canned products end up being exported to Excel so that you can do things with them. Um, I think I think the concept of using Excel as a as a browser, in fact, is is kind of is it's not unique, but it's just the way we're we're working with Excel to provide that front end to render that information um, provides our users with a. a pretty transparent or at least more transparent product which you can then add on and put customizations on etc and so you've got just a lot more flexibility than you have if you had a pure web-based product the difference however is that the excel doesn't really play nicely with other software applications and that instance of excel is a is a instance of software in its own right and so how we've dealt with that is we've produced connectivity through an API. So we can actually, whilst we write information back and forth into a workbook, you can also export information out of our uh, our workbooks via um, our add-in and API and then into the other database systems. So we've actually addressed what is, you know, a concern about having the Excel front end. It's interesting. So so one other question I wanted to ask you, I mean, you're, you're, you're based, you, you you know, you started out of the Australian market. Obviously, it's a big planet. And, you know, I'd imagine a lot of the real estate problems that we have in the United States or the UK or what have you were not that dissimilar from the Australian market. So how are you kind of how do you see the competitive landscape? How are you evolving? What markets? Yeah. Where? What are you moving into? What are the barriers? That sort of thing. Yeah. So we've uh, three years ago, we we basically moved out of sort of the APAC region. Uh, you know, we've got customers in Singapore, Hong Kong, uh, Japan, Korea, uh, and um, we decided that we needed to um, to go and have a look at the UK market. So we we basically branched out, um, took a product to market there with a transactions uh, focus, and we've been building a customer base there. Uh, I think we've got 30, 30 customers in the UK now, um, and you know, the feedback from that market when people started to see it was, hey, this should, we should really take this into the US. So um, we have been actively pursuing a US entry strategy over the last nine months. Actually, it's long, more like 12 months now. Um, and yeah, we've got a, a, a an iteration of our product, which um, we think is localized to be of interest to US-based companies. So in terms of the, the landscape, uh, there's obviously a lot of Excel still out there, and and there's obviously in in uh, in the US there's a lot of people who use the Argus system, sure. uh, and but then they still couple that with Excel. So um, in terms of competitive landscape, that's that's the main sort of competitor, I guess, as such. I mean, we're offering a slightly different product, uh, and um, yeah, we think it's got an application and transactions, particularly in in the US. Uh, obviously, the, the the office market, industrial, retail, uh, main core, core are our core focus. So one 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 question which sort of follows from that, I think, is I mean, the U.S., the U.K., Australia, uh, we all speak English. Obviously, we have different ways of pronouncing things. But um, <laughs> you know, have you considered non-English speaking markets? I mean, because obviously. You know, yeah. there's other countries. I mean, not that. I mean, look, I know a lot of people in Germany who speak English for business purposes, yeah. but you know, yeah. Europe's a big place too. Is that been yeah. part of the thinking also? 
Um, yes, I mean, obviously, as soon as we put down a flag in the UK, we started to get pulled into into Europe. So we do actually have uh, some customers in Poland, uh, France, and Germany. And so, and it's interesting you make the observation that actually the challenges in real estate aren't that different around the world. There are are uh, lots and lots of commonalities and there are some differences um, some valuation differences um, some cap approach differences but sure. a cash flow is a cash flow uh, in right. the end I mean, so tenants pay uh, rents that's what they do yes, yeah that's right and and, and right. partially sometimes they recover all the expenses and sometimes they don't uh, and so um, and then there's obviously things around the edges of that as well but in principle I think uh, there's enough commonality to make um a really good global product or have global product reach. No, it's, it's interesting to me. I mean, it's something that, uh, you know, if anything uh, I've taught for years and one recurring theme, whenever I speak with people in international markets is we're all dealing with the same issues. You know, the, the accents are different and maybe they have a different word for things, but the math is fundamentally the same. So Um, obviously, you know, there are broader economic issues going on also. I mean, at least in the U.S., inflation has been going crazy. I know you and I have spoken a little bit of material costs. I mean, our industry is interesting just as far as technology adoption goes. Do you do you find challenges with just getting real estate professionals to understand the benefit of technology? Because, I mean, not to sort of badmouth our industry, but I often think of our industry as being relatively set in its ways when it comes to tech. Uh, we, we, you know, we use brick because the Romans used brick. That, that tends to be an attitude I come across. So do, do you see that from a tech standpoint? Yes. Yes, I think we've probably been slow to ad- adopt technology. I, I guess there's people in property who are property people, and then there's people in, in property that are finance people. Uh, and obviously the the main part of it if you know is is really the property side and making sure that the asset stands up and uh, it's used and utilized properly and etc and I think as an investment class uh, it's it's an enormous um, uh, global kind of play and it's just a question of and there's so many niches within that play it's like how do you actually create a technology solution that's broad enough to to actually be applied in all the jurisdictions and all the all the differences and all the different asset classes and so you have to focus on the core at some point uh and then there's always an exception to the core with with property and i mean it starts with the the leases i mean the fact that people can just write leases and put in clauses that they're kind of just a negotiated thing it starts at that point and that makes it more and more difficult for the financing i guess the analysis or investment analysis of leases when when the starting point actually can be kind of anything you want um and so so uh in terms of adoption i think the industry is catching up i think the enormous uh challenge within the commercial real estate industry i mean the residentials kind of been able to adopt technology faster because it's a more consistent kind of product and comparable you know comparables uh, regarding property sales etc uh, are much easier to make because it's you know once you get into commercial is, is the shopping center over here similar to the one that's in some other demographic location it's it's harder to draw those comparisons and so um people always find a reason as to why something's different and <coughs> real estate <laughs> and i think what we really need to do is focus in on what the core is and actually take the core outwards um and, sure, and i not, guess that is happening that is happening 
No, it's a great point. I mean, not everything can be an edge case. I mean, there's got to be some commonalities <laughs> to things and, you know, some some yeah. backbone of how you actually look at assets. No, I mean, look, your point is well taken. I mean, our industry, you know, we uh, we have a lot of everyone's got their own uh, their own slightly way of slightly different way of doing things. But when you start to think of a tech solution, you need to start to fit things into boxes. Um, you do, it's interesting. You do. So mm-hmm. as far as sort of evolution of the firm, I mean, you're growing, you're looking into other markets, you know, without giving away great secrets. Uh, any <laughs> any great plans for, say, the next 12 to 24 months? Like what direction are you moving in yeah. as a firm, yeah. uh, technology standards, industry? Yeah. Like what, what, are you, what are you doing for the next year or two? Yeah, we're, we're, um, we're continually advancing our platform. Um, and that just involves technology investment, um, trying to utilize or leverage AI where possible. Uh, we've got tooling that helps people manage data into, into our product, and we've got API um, uh, products so that we can extract data out of it. Um, on, the, on the market side, yes, it's just continual, continual double down uh, in the European market. Australia, we want to expand some more into the APAC region and obviously get a foothold into the US market um, by providing some real value for, for participants uh, in the US. That's you're, kind you're, of you're, at a overall. No, it's strategy. interesting. No, look, you're in a great place from a growth standpoint for a tech company. I mean, you've got a product that works. Uh, you're not in startup mode. You're in that that nice the vertical part of the S curve where you start to get more penetration and more users and then more revenue. Yeah. And then one hand washes the other, so to speak. It's a very yeah. positive place to be for a firm. Uh, and, you know, as far as customers go, uh, you definitely have a lot of, uh, there are a lot of people still using Excel spreadsheets who could be definitely using something else or at least yeah. expanding what they're doing. Well, I think, uh, look, I think of, is... of, of, of everybody who I've have talked to over the last six months, they're still all, all using Excel's for component of of the solution sure. for doing investment management. And so, Excel yeah. Excel's unavoidable. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's the language of finance and the language of industry. I, I've kidded around sometimes that you know, there's the old joke that uh, French is the international language of love. If that's true, Excel is the international language of finance. Uh, everyone, yeah. the moment, in the moment you put it on a spreadsheet, it doesn't matter what language they speak; they immediately understand what you're talking about. Uh, so, such is such is life. Well, look, this has been very constructive, and I'm glad we got to talk a little bit about Forberry. Uh, for those of you listening who want to check out the website, uh, it's f o r b u r y dot com and. Uh, that's Steve's company, and it's worth checking out the software from my somewhat biased opinion. Other than that, uh, thanks to everyone for joining us. And also, Steve, thanks for lending uh, you lending us your time, and uh, we appreciate it. Oh, thanks again. Thanks. Great thanks. to see you, Josh. Great. Bye-bye.